Gina, are you there yet? Yes, I'm here. Okay, great. Please tell the audience who you are so that they understand what we're talking about here. Sure. So, uh, you know, my name is Gina Kawani, and I'm a former Texas state representative for House District 132, which prior to redistricting, which is a fun topic, uh, covered part of West Houston. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, Cypress and Katie. And I won my seat in 2018 by 113 votes out of over 67,000 cast. That right there to all the listeners should know, go vote. Exactly. <laughs> your vote matters so much. and. So I, I won in 2018 and I uh, did not win my re-election in 2020. There's a numerous different reasons and theories on that as far as uh, things go. Part of it had to do with COVID. We weren't able to knock on doors, right. but we were in 2018. And uh, so it's just, you know, it's unfortunate, but I'm still trying to use my voice to help educate others. That's why I created the podcast, Politically Fit. Tell us about your podcast. Like- tell us about your podcast and how people can get to it. Because I tell you what. A lawyer uh, turned me on to your your TikTok that I imagine you you cross post your podcast as well. And when I when I sat down and listened to the podcast, I'm like, I've got to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, the the podcast is politically fit. You can find it everywhere that you go to get a podcast. It's available. It's uh, you can go to the website politicallyfit.com. And so basically, I I go through different like because right now I'm talking specifically about this election and these these fines because I think it's so important that we talk about it because there's so much misinformation that's happening. But I also talk about different things that they don't teach in school because they don't want you to know right. how to be civically engaged. They want you to be head in the sand. They want everyone to think, oh, it doesn't matter. Like my voice doesn't matter. Or it, or people are feeling, I don't care about politics because, you know, I just don't care. And that's, I hear a lot of people say that to me. And I say, well, you know what? Every single day politics cares about you. Exactly. From the moment that you get out of bed. And it's and I was talking to my my youngest son yesterday, and he said to me, "Well, I don't want to be like really politically active when I'm older." And I said, "Well, just make sure that you're voting." And he goes, "Why? Well, I, I don't care about politics that much." And I said, "Well, politics cares about you." I said, "In this house, politics is happening." I said, "Even if I wasn't here, it's right. happening. The light, our electric grid, right? That's pol- that's political." I am the, so the glad that are set. <laughs> Gina, I'm so glad that you're saying that because I think. Uh, first and foremost, people need to get up and vote tomorrow. Gina, I, I was a, a lawyer called or, or sent me a text early this morning and she saw some TikToks that you did explaining uh, this real bond issue in detail. So what I'm going to ask you is pretty simple. Uh, what we see the news media calling out as crimes created by judges that release these uh, these potential criminals on the street. Is that real or is that not real? No, it's, it's, it's not real. And the, the messages that they're sending out, there's several different ones. I've researched those specific cases that they're using as ads. 
and the information that they're presenting is false. Like there's one instance where a person was murdered in 2020 and the son said that the uh, guy that murdered the woman had been arrested 67 times. And so I thought, whoa, that's crazy. What happened? And so I went and I researched this guy's record. And the majority of his record, I, I looked specifically for assault charges mm -hmm. for, or anything of violent crime. But from 2006 is when he had his first arrest here in Harris County. 2006 to 2011, he had 40 arrests. Those arrests were all like possession of marijuana or trespassing. He has his first assault case in 2011. He goes before a Republican judge and sees Republican judges for the additional five assault cases up until 2017, right? Mm -hmm. And each time that he goes before a Republican judge, they issue bail because that is in his constitutional right. There are only four reasons why you can't be issued uh, bail or you, know, you can't be held in jail for longer than 90 days. That's just This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's in the Constitution. Right. That has nothing to do with a Republican judge or a Democrat judge. But for this particular individual, the last uh, charge that he was charged with mm -hmm. was he was allegedly stealing some Oreos and some Doritos. And when he was arrested for this alleged theft of food, the arresting officer said that he was assaulted. Now, that case was dismissed, but while it was still going on, the Democratic judge issued him bail as per his constitution right, right? Mm -hmm. And then the Democratic judge said, let's get this guy some help because he had some mental health needs that were not being addressed. So he was sent to the Harris County Psychiatric Facility for 90 days. They held him for like another six months. And then because COVID hit, this facility sent them to this HOPE-assisted living facility. Mm -hmm. And because it's assisted, he was able to go about on his own volition. Right. And that's when he got out and the tragedy occurred. But it has nothing to do with a Democratic judge or a Republican judge. It has to do with our Constitution. And these messages that are going out are, you know, they're they're false and they're they're creating this sense of urgency like, oh, I don't want to, you know, violent crime. I don't want this to happen. But that's not what's happening. There's another one that I just saw. There's and these these are even more heart stricken, I think, because it's a child. And there's a child, a little girl, and it says, vote for Republican judges, be my voice. And so I looked this one up, right? And so this one is an instance where there was a man that was going to the ATM machine, and he was robbed at gunpoint. After the robber takes off, the individual that was robbed gets out of the car and charges after him with his own gun and starts shooting at him. And the robber turns around, shoots one shot, and then takes off. And as the victim of the robbery continues to shoot, there is an innocent bystander family that's just driving down the road, and the little girl is shot from the guy that was just robbed, right? And so this individual was uh, charged with the second-degree uh, assault and you know bodily injury, 
that he went before the, uh, he got a $100,000 bond. He had no prior previous violent crimes, right? Committed. Mm -hmm. So he gets out on bond and then he goes before the grand jury. Mm -hmm. The grand jury does not indict him. They issued a no bill. They said he was, he was acting in self-defense. So that again has nothing to do with a democratic judge. But not only that, the person who, the person who shot the kid was actually uh, somebody not committed a crime, but trying to shoot the criminal. Correct. Right. Correct. So, I mean, and we have. Go ahead, Gina. I'm sorry. All right. Well, you know, we just passed open carry. So legally, this guy can just walk around anywhere with, you know, his gun and shoot whatever. And so I think if we didn't have open carry, then perhaps that that grand jury might have not had that ruling. They might have said, no, this isn't self-defense. You can't just go shooting out in you know public after people. This isn't the Wild West. We're in 2022, you know. But our state legislature, which is Republican majority, decided that we should have the Wild West here in Texas. You know, what is interesting, Gina, is, and, and, I, and I think this is very important what you brought out here. It's the open carry laws. It's the laws that says anybody 18 years or older can just go get a gun if they don't supposedly don't have a record or whatever. So, I mean, if we really wanted to start assigning blame, we can say if you have more guns, more people are going to feel a necessity to use it. Here is this. This guy think he's a good Samaritan. So a, a robber gets off and he doesn't he doesn't have any training. So he goes ahead and he starts shooting at the robber. Uh, he, he misses. He kills an innocent kid. And then we have those politicians making commercials about, hey, look at what the Democratic judge did, which wasn't true. And, right. and, and the worst part about all of this, um, Gina, is that we have a derelict media that has allowed these ads to go unchallenged over and over and over again. What the hell is the reason for having a media, the fourth estate, if they're not going to make our people more aware, make our people more knowledgeable? Don't you agree? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, that goes back to the 90s where we took away the Truth and Media Act, you know, right. and that was where we, we were able to say, no, you can't just say whatever. But then we took that away. So you've got the Fox in quote news that just spears out, you know, misinformation. But then the owners of Fox have also bought other media stations. And so now it's just trickling on over and no one is giving the real information. But even, even then, that, Gina, even that, I mean, I, I think you're being very kind to even our local stations, right? Because um, my thing is, this is a big deal. I mean, uh, this is a big deal. This changes policies. I mean, we're talking about, uh, folks that are, that can actually, and I'm not talking about the judges here. I'm talking about the politicians. We have a big election coming out tomorrow and anybody going to the polls tomorrow, they may feel that, uh, this other party is better on crime, but that is almost like saying I commit a murder. And then I go ahead and say, hey, we shouldn't be committing murders. So I'm, since I am the one who committed this murder, I'll take control of the government now so murders wouldn't be committed anyway but there's no real way to 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 to, to deal with that uh, how can we have a me or rather not how we have a media that doesn't keep the people informed and you went ahead and in your with your page with your tiktoks with your information you've done so much more than a paid media why is that <laughs> Uh, probably because I care. <laughs> 
but uh, I mean, you're you're right, and I it's unfortunate, but I think it has to do with any time that we question something that doesn't make sense, it comes down to a five letter word, and it's money. You know, the same reason why the current Harris County judge race, and I mean the county judge of the commissioner's court, right, which is the executive level right. position, why this has been such a heated race, and they're talking about crime as well, is because of money. Because the county gets to award tons and tons of contracts to anybody that's going to build a road, they're going to build a building, any county service, all of that is money. It's a billion-dollar budget. And so you've got this other woman that's running against uh, Judge Hidalgo and saying all these like horrible things about Judge Hidalgo because she's being backed by over $5 million. Oh, uh, let me, I'm sorry. I'm race. sorry, Gina, 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 Gina. You know, I believe, you know, I'm, as a, as a activist journalist here, I have to be correct. Now you, you heard you're, you're a little few of your few days behind her last report said $8.3 million of which $3.7 million was raised in one month last month. Wow. So, wow. so yeah. I mean, uh, and and like like I asked our audience uh, last week, I said, "Who does she owe her alliance to? Who do her do mm-hmm. she own her allegiance to? If if you've gotten eight point three million dollars from four or five different people, including Mattress Max, who gave her six hundred thousand dollars, he and his wife gave her six hundred thousand dollars. A couple of right wing nationalist groups gave her a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars each. What is all of that about?" Well, I know part of it, some of the builders, like Weekly Homes is one of the one of the big donors also. Um, you know, when they create these different buildings and infrastructure, mm-hmm. they're going to want to go against some of the codes. Exactly. They don't want to have these strict codes. And so if you have individuals that give a ton of money to someone that gets to award contracts, but then also say, you know what, we don't need that code. It's okay. It's all right if the building will crush in another Harvey. That's all right. We'll we'll just go ahead and build it anyways. That's what you've got here, and it's 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 really bad. And you know what is so interesting, Gina? Even under previous commissioners, etc. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how old you are, how long you've been in Houston, but I remember when you know the Barker Cypress uh, Reservoir was actually built to hold water, not to hold buildings. And then suddenly, I started right. to see buildings showing up in these areas because oh, somehow they got permitted. I mean, uh, this is what we're talking about. And, and, and Texans are going to vote tomorrow in mass. And these are things that they don't quite know because, like I talk about, the dereliction of our mainstream media. That's why we have a KPFT politics done right, et cetera, so that we can make others aware of what's really going on and not a purchase mainstream media that doesn't give you any real news. You follow? Absolutely. That's why I started my podcast, Politically Fit, because I'm a former Texas state representative. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to give people kind of an inside scoop of what really happens behind the doors of power and how they can use their voice even when they're not in that room. And so that's something I'm trying to do. That's why I went over to TikTok because people were telling me, like, that's where the people are. And I'll tell you what, that's where the people are. And they're right. actually, they're watching. And they're saying, oh, my gosh, they, so many people commented on some of my TikToks about those judicial races and saying, thank you for doing this research, because they were going to go vote for Republicans. There are a lot of people that are voting on the on the judge issue based on a lie. 
And uh, Gina is, you know, squaring, square or, or, or squaring the square right here. I don't remember the phrase that people use. And I, I hope you're lit. Do you remember what it is? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. The mind is fried sometimes, you know. But anyhow, here, here's the deal, folks. Tomorrow is election day. And a lot of you probably have already voted on false premises. But that doesn't mean that you cannot contact your neighbor, your friend, your family, and others with the, with the learned information that we've gotten here from Gina Kalani. Because it is former representative, former Texas state representative, Gina Kalani. She knows her stuff. I brought in uh, Juanita Jackson last week who knew her stuff. We have to not allow a plutocracy that, con- that owns our media to allow the crap that they tell you day in and day, day out to cause you to vote against your own interest. And if you are voting for any politician that have lied to you as they are trying to get elected, especially a judge, if that judge is lying to get on the bench, that judge will lie to stay on the bench and that judge will not give justice for the individual, but justice for what the mob they've created wants. Gina. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so important. These judicial races, I know that that's something A, go vote. B, do not be an undervoter. An undervoter is someone that goes in and says, well, I know I'm going to vote for the governor. I know I'm going to vote for lieutenant governor. I may be my congressperson, but I don't know any of these other names. So I don't know what to do. And they get nervous, they get anxiety, and they just go and submit and just leave them off. Well, what happens with that situation, like in 2020, uh, President Biden won my district, mm-hmm. and I lost by the 3,000 undervote of people that didn't go down ballot. They right. just voted for the top, and they didn't go down. And I'll tell you why that happened, which I'm sure you know, but maybe some listeners don't. Uh, in 2018, that was the last year that we had straight picket voting here right. in Texas. And we had that for a reason, because Republicans knew that Democrats would not go down ballot, because there's a saying, uh, Republicans fall in line. Democrats have to fall in love. So Democrats, we haven't, we, we have a lot of work to do where we've got to say, hey, even if you don't think that's the best candidate, you still need to go vote for them because this is not a, it's not a marriage. You know, this isn't a life sentence. You know, if you didn't like what they did for the, these two years, the next time go vote for someone else. But you still need to vote. And it's good to identify with a party. You don't have to identify with every single issue that the party says. But you can say that, you know what, for most of these issues, I'm going to go ahead and vote this time. And I can tell you, as far as these judicial candidates are concerned, this is a very serious situation. Mm -hmm. Because you have people saying, like, well, why are they out on bond? And like I said... It's their constitutional right. But if, if they don't have any of those contingency reasons as to why they can't be let out, then you are innocent until proven guilty or you are innocent unless proven guilty. Right. So let's say you are charged with a crime that you did not commit. Don't you want to be able to wait for your time of trial before that happens in your own like life and be able to go to work and go see your family? Or do you want to sit in a jail cell? until the time that you get to prove that it wasn't you, you didn't commit the crime. Exactly. So that's why we have these constitutional rights, but I'll tell you what, if the, if it keeps going the way it's going, 
if you want to vote for Republican judges and you want to vote for a G- that continue a GOP majority here in Texas, you can guarantee that they're going to take away your right to uh, bail. And that you can is, guarantee there'll be an amendment on that. You know, that is so important to note, Gina. Yesterday, I went to I went to uh, interview a whole group. Of, I, I was very happy because the humble area Democrats, along with clubs in action, uh, I went out there because I heard they were going to be out there and I wanted to see pol- politics in action. Right. And it was amazing to see that many people a few days before an election out there block walking because they understood. And I, I did individual interviews with these folks and you had a, a woman and her 18 year old daughter first time voting. And what she said immediately was, you know what? Uh, we have to we have to go vote because democracy is on the line. This 18-year-old saying this, right? And she's like, I want to have rights to my own body. I don't want some man telling me what to do. And as such, I know who I cannot vote for and I know who I must vote for. And, you know, for those, there are a lot of people that are apathetic right now. They're staying home because they said, we didn't get all the things we want. Well, if you understand politics, you realize that you can't get it because there's always obstructionists, not only on one side, but many a times on both sides. The thing about it is, we have to take the power away from them. After after we're done speaking here, I have an uh, entire other narrative to explain to folks about why why their vote is so important, uh, Gina. But like I said, when I reviewed your your not your podcast, but you had some stuff that you put in on your podcast on your TikTok, and I squ- I query TikTok and all these different social medias all the times because there are a lot of people, very smart people like you are, uh, out there doing the research that really. I tell you something, Gina, this is important. I am a um, member of a a group called the Coffee Party, and it's not the opposite of the Tea Party. What it is, is it's an inclusive organization that wants people of all political persuasions to work together. And we finally decided to create a project called Be the Media. And the reason we created that project is for exactly why you did what you did. We have a derelict media that is not putting out the information to have people vote their interest, to have people vote as they should. Go ahead, Gina. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's, it's so important because I think the, the reality is, is that people, they don't, they are apathetic. They believe what's told because, you know, you're going to believe if it's in print because everyone, they question like, well, well, they can't say it if it isn't true. It's like, of course they can say it. They can say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, in order to get it to be taken down or whatever, I can give you an example. In 2020, they wrote, they uh, ran a political ad against me and it was like a really scary ad and it was like dark and like Gina Kalani and, and just really bad stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they had said something about me that was in, just completely untrue. Mm-hmm. And I had to figure out why they had said this. And I looked it up and I figured it out. And then once I knew what it was, because they had to put like, oh, it's this on their media disclaimer. Then we filed a cease and desist and we were able to get that taken down. However, it was already out there, right? Yeah. So, and and I had to get a lawyer to do this, right? And I can tell you right now, the difference between those Harris County judge race, I'm talking about, again, the commissioner's court, not, mm-hmm. not the judicial races, but uh, the difference in money is obscene. In 2018, I probably raised less than $100,000. Mm-hmm. And most of that money came in the very end, mm-hmm. right? Because they ran a poll and they were able to see, oh, you know what? If we get the word out, 
then we could maybe flip this feed. And mm-hmm. so that's what happened. In 2020, I had less than a million dollars. Right mm-hmm. now, at that point, you got to look at the race. I'm an incumbent. And, you know, so people are like, oh, she's probably going to, you know, win. We got to hold this seat, blah, blah, whatever. The guys that ran against me had like almost $3 million. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's money that we know about. There's other money like, that doesn't show up on his campaign report, right? Because mm-hmm. people can run ads for, so like different PACs political action committees, they can run an ad and it could be like for Gina Kalani. It could be like, you know, Gina Kalani is the best person ever. Go vote for her. And they could run this ad all day long and they could spend like $5 million on it. And I wouldn't have to put it on my campaign finance report because I don't know about it. Exactly. They're just doing it on their own. Right. So, and that's what happens. I mean, this, this is such an important race. And I really want to encourage all of your listeners to make a phone call today to 10 different people and ask them to go vote if they know that they haven't. There's so many people that are like, oh, I don't know. I I talked to my my coworkers up here and I'm just like, what? You haven't voted yet? Like, no, I'm going to go vote tomorrow. And I know that that's what happens a lot with the election year, you know, that people like to vote on election day. Right. And I used to be an election day only voter too, except the first time when I was on the ballot, I thought, wait a minute. If I get into a car accident or something, I'm go. in a hospital exactly. and I don't go vote. What if I lost my race by one vote and it was mine? It was your own you vote. Know? Well, look, yeah. let so, me go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, now it's past the early voting time, but, but go vote early. And by law, you have two hours. You have two hours by law to go vote. Right. Okay. So if your employer says, you know, no, we need you here. You say, well, I've really got to go vote. And the polls will be open until 7 p.m. And if you get there and there's a line, you stay in line. Don't get out of line because even if it past 7 p.m., as long as you're in that line you by 7, vote. you get to vote. Gina Kalani, former state representative, Texas state representative. Thank you so kindly for calling in. Thank you so kindly for being a part of uh, Politics Done Right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Y'all yeah. go vote. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.